Hi, this is Walter Montero, and you're listening to this week's edition of the Real Estate and Mortgage Show. Hi, everybody. It's Walter Montero from Coldwell Banker Maximum Results. Today, we're going to be interviewing on Interview with the Experts a very special guest by the name of Karen Montero. Uh, aside from the fact of being my wife, Karen is an active real estate and mortgage broker here in Cambridge. And uh, today we're going to be speaking to her more about her role as a mortgage broker. Okay, so uh, welcome, Karen, to Interview with the Experts. Thank you. Um, Karen, let's start off with uh, what exactly is a mortgage broker. I know a lot of people talk about, um, you know, going to the bank. They don't talk about, you know, a lot of times they'll say, you know, well, why do I need a broker? I'm just going to go to my bank. What exactly is a mortgage broker? Uh, there's two different uh, types. There's an agent and then there is a broker. So an agent and and a broker have different uh, qualifications in regards to the education that they've taken, although both can uh, secure mortgages. In order to become a mortgage broker or agent, you have to take a course and then you have to sign up with a brokerage. So you do work under a broker if you're just an agent and then you will get licensed by the Financial Services Commission of Ontario. Anybody who trades in mortgages outside of working for a bank must be uh, licensed by this uh, Financial Services Commission of Ontario in order to trade in mortgages. Okay, uh, that's fine. So we know what it takes to become a broker, but as a consumer, what, what exactly is a mortgage broker? What do you do? Well, what we do is just like an insurance broker, we shop all the different lenders out there uh, based on the criteria that our uh, particular clients have have told us. So whether it be a purchase, a refinance, a transfer, and then depending on credit scores, etc., we then take that information and we shop the market for them. We deal with uh, major banks like TD and Scotia, but there is also a ton of lenders that we use that the general public don't even know exist um, that have great products and uh, services for our clients. And the only way you have any uh, access to them is through a broker. Okay, so we've got access to some great lenders. That's great. Um, but tell me, why, why would I use one? Why, what's, why wouldn't I just go to my bank? Quite often we we beat the bank in regards to rates. Uh, Again, if you walk into your bank and your bank says no, we offer alternatives obviously. Uh, We have both uh, what we call A lending, which is your straightforward deals, and then we also have B lending, which which are deals that might require a little bit bit more work, someone who's got bad credit or not able to prove income, etc. So we offer a lot of choice to the client, whereas the bank makes you fit in their little box, and if you don't fit in that box, then forget it, you're not getting a mortgage from them. Uh, We also are a constant. When you go into the bank, and and most people, if they've dealt with a bank, can probably uh, relate to this, is you deal with one person one day, a couple months later you deal with somebody else, a couple months later you might have to deal with and talk to somebody else, whereas with us, we're the ones, we're the go-between between the lender and our clients, so we're a constant. If a client has a question or a concern, they can always call contact us and therefore you know, avoid a lot of red tape, a lot of running around, a lot of phone tag and waiting for calls back. 
Um, so again, we're, we're a constant. Also at a bank, those people, no disrespect to them, but they're trained to do a number of different things. They sell mutual funds to one client, a mortgage to the next client, maybe open a bank account for the next client, whereas all we do are mortgages. So we are we specialize in straight, strictly mortgages, so therefore um, we pretty much know our product a lot better than what your, your average person at the bank does. Okay, so you know a lot of products, not just the product for one particular lender, right? That's right. Right, okay. The other thing that you have to keep in mind too is that that person behind the counter at the bank is getting paid a wage no matter what, whether the deal goes through or not, whereas we don't get paid unless, the, unless we put the deal together. We don't work for one particular bank. That person, again, standing behind the counter at a bank, works for that bank, and their main objective is to make that bank money. Got it. Okay. So at what point in the home buying process should I speak to a mortgage broker? It should be your first call actually, because without knowing if you're credit worthy or what your numbers uh, are like in regards to ratios, etc., that we have to fit and, and guidelines that we have to follow in order to get you a mortgage, your first call should be to, to a, a mortgage broker before even talking to the realtor, just because you don't know what price range you're looking in. You don't know if you will get qualified for a mortgage, etc. So. The best thing is always to talk to a mortgage broker first and, and get your numbers in order, get everything in order, make sure that there's no credit issues that are going to pop up. The worst thing you want to do is go out, find the home of your dreams, and then find out you can't afford it or, or there's something on your credit that you didn't know was there, and now all of a sudden the whole process becomes a nightmare. Right, right. Okay, perfect. So uh, so if a, I, I'm just curious here. If, if a borrower has a pre-approval for a mortgage, does that mean that uh, uh, they don't have to include any conditions on financing in an offer when buying a property then? No, I, I strictly uh, would say no on that one. Um, basically, when we've got a pre-approval in place, and again, I'm only speaking from the mortgage broker side of things, we've run credit, we've looked at numbers, we've seen job letters, we're fairly confident that the deal is going to go through. But there is always the chance that um, the something pops up at the last minute or that the property doesn't get approved. So when, when somebody has a pre-approval, the, the lender has basically looked at the client and said, okay, we like what we see based on the information you've given us, but it could be that there could be an issue with the property. Um, most people are dealing with CMHC or Genworth, which are the insurances that uh, get put in place and they have the final say. So I would never suggest that somebody um, go without a financing clause uh, because there's always the possibility that there could be a problem with the property. There's also the difference, a lot of people will say they're pre-approved, but what they are is pre-qualified. So if they've gone to a bank, um, most banks don't run a credit, they don't do anything. They just simply ask you your numbers and, and all they're doing is giving you a rate hold. They really haven't looked at the whole picture yet. So again, if someone goes to a bank and thinks they're pre-approved, what they are is pre-qualified, and, and again, that's when trouble can pop up once uh, the full deal, once it's a real deal and we start uh, the whole process. Okay, so you're saying if somebody goes to a bank, then they're, they're pre-qualified as opposed to pre-approved. So that technically means that these people may not actually even qualify to buy a home. Is that what you're saying? That's correct. I've had it a number of times where you've got a married couple, they go in and get think think they're getting pre-approved and maybe one of the couples one of maybe the you know the husband has great credit but the wife doesn't 
And when the banks do their pre-qualifications, again, they're not pulling credit, so they don't even know what the credits look like. So, you know, again, they just take the basic numbers, work out the ratios and say, okay, we've got a rate held for you, now go shopping. So again, they haven't looked at the full credit uh, bureaus of these clients, and, and therefore, you know, quite often they don't uh, qualify. I've had it happen a number of times where people come to me saying they've been to their bank, everything's good to go, and then when a real deal comes onto the table, uh, the whole thing falls apart because they hadn't checked credit and really looked into the into the file. Wow, that's that's wild. Now, is there a particular reason why a bank wouldn't check the credit? Like what? Like you do it, obviously, but why wouldn't a bank do it? They're too cheap. <laughs> They're the ones who have the uh, billions of dollars profit every uh, quarter, but it costs money to run a credit bureau. So a lot of the times they just will not run a credit bureau uh, mm. because there's a cost involved. Um, so therefore they don't. I, I don't know what their reasoning is behind that exactly, but um, you know that's probably one of the biggest reasons. We also have to have written consent uh, to pull a client's credit bureau. Um, or they can do our online application and there's a, a, a submit button that they have to hit and they have to agree to their credit being pulled. So again, it could be that somebody called into the bank and because they don't have written authorization to pull the person's credit, all they can do is run a couple of quick numbers for them. Okay, got it. All right. Now, one thing that I run into in the real estate business is uh, a lot of times people like to keep their you know, their banking, their savings, their RSPs, all under all under one roof. Is there is there any kind of benefit to that anymore? Like I, I kind of get it, but at the same time, is there is there really any kind of benefit? Do I get any kind of buying power from that? Uh, I don't believe that you do. I mean, occasionally, if a, if a bank thinks that they might get more business out of you, they might give you free bank fees for six months or something like that. So, you know, ultimately, do you get a bit of a benefit uh, that way? Yes, but the thing about the bank is, is they, you know, they, they bring you in under almost under false pretenses. They might give you this great mortgage rate, but then as soon as they've got you there, you know, everybody thinks, so oh, it's going to be easier to go to one bank. Next thing you know, your service charges are up. They're trying to get hit you up with loans or high, high interest credit cards and, and all of that stuff. And, and, uh, like anything, any good deal, it usually comes to an end. So with this day and age with pre-authorized debits and, and everything else, there's really no reason to have to keep anything under one roof. It's all automated anyways. So it really is about getting the best deal that you can for yourself. Now, what do you mean by automated? Are you talking about uh, PACs or what, what exactly do you mean by that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can bank with one bank and your mortgage can be with another bank, your credit card. I mean, most often people have credit cards with yet another bank and, and, you know, because of the way you can pay bills online and, and uh, again, do a pre-authorized debit or, uh, for your mortgage, there's really no need to have to have everything under one roof like it used to be. I find most of my younger clients have don't have that bank loyalty. Most of them haven't even seen the inside of a bank in a number of years. They've always been, you know, they've been programmed to use ATMs and do online banking. Um, it's usually the older crowd that, that seems to have this... Uh, this mentality that they, you know, they don't want to offend their bank by going elsewhere. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, uh, with regards to existing mortgages, obviously you do you deal in a lot of uh, renewal business as well, of course, right? Yes. Okay. Now, a lot of times banks just send out. And in fact, we get uh, you know renewals right in the mail uh, when the mortgage comes due. Uh, you know, and a lot of people sign these. Uh, tell me a, a little bit more about this. Uh, should people just go ahead and sign them or 
what what exactly do uh, do you recommend in this situation? Well, again, when you're dealing with the big five banks, that's the worst thing you can do is just sign them because nine out of 10 times, yes, you might've got a great rate coming in when you initially started dealing with them. But what most of them are famous for is offering you posted rates at the time of renewal. Um, so what that means is, is right now we have, you know, 315 for a five-year special, five-year uh, fixed term and 529 is the posted rate. So quite often what these big banks will do is send out the 529. Now, if it's less than what the rate is that you're paying, a lot of people are just so excited that they're getting a lower rate, they just sign. The other thing that they do is most people don't know the exact date that their mortgage is up for renewal. Very few people could just, you know, say it off the top of their head. So what they do is they, they usually do one of two things. They might offer you an early renewal when they know that rates are a little bit higher if they are anticipating that they might go down. And then again, people get excited because it's less than what they're paying. So they sign that uh, early renewal and are stuck for another five years without shopping. The other thing they're great for doing is giving you a renewal notice about two weeks prior to your mortgage coming up for renewal. So again, you know, most people not knowing when their mortgage comes up for renewal, they get this notice and they look at it and they go, oh my gosh, in two weeks, I'm not going to have a mortgage. I'm just going to sign this and, and, and get this done. I think the stats are is that 83% of people just sign their renewal without shopping around. And the thousands of dollars that they leave on the table is, is just astronomical. Wow. Wow. Okay. Now, let me ask you a question. One thing that I, that, that obviously both of us have run into is there's times when a bank will quote a certain rate to a borrower. Uh, and then you, of course, can turn around and beat this, beat this rate because you've got more lenders at your disposal. Uh, but then at the last minute, the bank quotes an even, you know, maybe a match rate or even a lower rate. So as a borrower, um, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm sure people just feel bad. Uh, but they, uh, in, in terms of offering the business to somebody else as opposed to you because you ran with them for so long. But uh, what do you suggest here? Like, how do, you, how do you deal with both sides in terms of making the borrower feel a little better and at the same time watching out for their best interests? Well, again, I mean, there, there are times when that will happen. It, it doesn't happen often. I mean, right now there's a bit of a rate war going on and, and uh, certainly clients can be taking advantage of that, although we can usually offer... The same, uh, the same rates and everything else. Um, you know, the way that I look at that is if, if, if I have to do, why do I want to do business with somebody that I had to back into a corner? I've heard it happen a number of times where people will come to me to get, find out what my rates are, you know, and the bank had told them, well, go out and, and get some other rates and then come back and let us know what they are and maybe we'll match them. You know, to me, if I'm going to do business with somebody, I want their best rates, terms, products right out of the get-go. I don't want to have to be fighting for my my rate that I deserve, especially when you've been dealing with a certain bank for so many years. Um, you know, you shouldn't have to fight for that rate uh, in, in order to continue doing business uh, business with that bank. But that's the way that it goes. You know, if, ultimately, if the deal is a better deal for the client and I can't match that rate or, or whatever, then, hey, it's business. You know what? You're not going to win them all. And, and, and I, I'm glad that the client was able to was able to secure a better rate or something like or, you know, better terms or something like that than, that that suits their needs. At the same time, though, again, like I said, you know, do you really want to do business with somebody that uh, you have to constantly be watching? I mean, today it's the mortgage rate. Next thing you know, you get in there, you get the, they, you know, you give them their mortgage. Then all of a sudden, the, 
you know, the bank fees go up or the credit card interest rate goes up or your loan, you know, you go to get a loan and all of a sudden the loan is increased. I mean, the banks, like I said, they report in the billions of dollars in profit every quarter. So they're in the business of making money. So whether they have to throw a lost leader out there and then make it up on the back end, they're going to make it up somewhere along the line. There's nothing for free out there. And, you know, the thing is, is you've got to remember that, you know, maybe there's extra perks that come with the mortgage that I'm offering. I've got lenders that offer free home warranties. We ourselves as Mortgage Alliance have a contest that any client who does a mortgage with us could uh, win $100,000 off their mortgage. And as a matter of fact, a client of mine did win in 2009. So, um, you know, we have contract pricing at the brick and a number of other different little value added services that we offer to our clients. Again, not to mention the fact that we are a constant. We're there constantly looking after their best interest. When I sit down with a client, I don't want to just know what's going on now. I want to know what's going to possibly go on three years, five years from now, so that we know that we've definitely got them in the right product. I don't know of too many people that can say they sat down with the bank and the bank actually asked them any questions. The banks just throw you into a five-year fixed term and, and then, like I said, catch you on renewal or catch you with all the other fees and everything else along the way. Yeah, I, uh, the one thing I always remind people of... Um... Uh, that are dealing with you is uh, if they're if they're dealing directly with a bank and they get quoted a certain rate so if they're dealing with you know ABC Bank and all of a sudden uh, you know uh, uh, you know some other bank offers a lower rate the last thing your bank is ever going to do is, is say you know hey you should go to that other bank uh, because they're offering a lower rate however you do that all the time right well again if I can't match what the client is what their expectations are then absolutely. I mean, I want my client to get the best deal too. There's a number of times where people will come to me for refinances, etc., and I'll work the numbers and I'll say, you know what, this doesn't make sense for you to for you to break this mortgage or pay this penalty or or whatever the case may be. Ultimately, I want what's best for the client, and sometimes that means that I don't get the deal. And, and if that's the way it is, then that's the way it is. You know, the way that I look at that is if I do right by that client, they're either going to come back later or they're going to pass a name on to me or something like that because they're going to appreciate that I was upfront and honest with them and not uh, not just in it for, for a buck. Yeah, no, for sure. That's great. Karen, uh, great information. I appreciate you coming on today. Um, where can our listeners find you? Uh, they can find me at 519-624-9222. They can also email me, karen at mrfinancial.ca. And my website is www.kwmortgagebroker.com. Now, Karen, you, you've also got a direct link for uh, somebody that wants to fill out a mortgage online. What is that? It's www.homepreapproval.com. It is a secured site. It's encrypted, etc. So if somebody did want to get the process started, simple bunch of questions and uh and then we can get working on their file okay that's homepreapproval.com right that's correct all right perfect well thanks very much for being our guest today karen and thanks everybody for listening today and again it's walter montero from coldwell banker if you ever have any questions feel free to give karen a call or myself a call at the office 519-624-9222 or email me at walter at maximumresults.ca Thanks very much, everybody.